0: What's up, guys? Your host, founder, and creator of The Athlete Confidential, Gabby Ewing here, and you are listening to The Athlete Confidential Podcast. Test, test. A test. One, two. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Molly Danielson. Yes. (laughs) I am so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Of course. So Molly and I, this is actually kind of a crazy story to me. Yeah. We met in England, but we obviously, we both live in in Oregon now. Yeah. You're from Beaverton, and I went to college in Portland. So we did not know each other while I was living here in college for four years. And somehow, some way, the universe just said that we needed to meet and be friends. So we meet in England because we both got recruited by the same program. Yeah. Molly got recruited to play basketball. I got recruited to play soccer. And we were studying the same master's program. Yeah. And found out we have all these mutual friends. And now we literally live like 20 minutes from each other. Yeah. The dream. It's so it's so crazy. The world is so small, and also the fact that like we like actually became friends, yeah, is like crazy to me too. But anyway, that was just, <laughs> yes, that's the starter. That was that. Yeah. Other than that, Molly, yeah, she plays basketball. You went to Linfield. You played in England, um, and now you're working for the Blazers. So you are all about the basketball yeah. community. I'm a
1: diehard. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Molly, tell me a little bit about your childhood. What was like sports as a kid growing up? What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so I have three older siblings. Um, I have two older brothers and a sister and they're eight years older and then 14 years older than me. So I grew up with them all playing basketball. Not my oldest brother, bless his heart. He's <laughs> not quite the athlete, but he does love sports. So we've kind of been like the classic, you know, basketball family. We love it and it brings our family together. So mm-hmm. I actually hated basketball growing up because I was like, I don't want to be like my siblings. And then it just like flipped a switch. And then eighth grade, like the time right before high school, I played for three teams. I just joined a public school team because I've gone to like the same private school like for 12 years. Right. Valley Catholic. It's like a community that my family's just been a part of. But the basketball like in elementary level is really bad. So I went to go play with Beaverton. And I just got a lot better. And I just, I would say, like, I just enjoyed it. So I wanted to work harder. And then throughout high school, I just started to really get into it. So I just think it's so funny that you didn't like basketball because I grew
0: up playing basketball too. And I also hated basketball. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, I didn't end up pursuing
1: it long term. (laughs) Yeah. But I could not. Same I played way. soccer growing up, and I wanted to be the new Mia Hamm. So if that's anything, <laughs> oh. I stopped. So that, that dream didn't happen.
0: <laughs> that's funny. So then at what point did you decide you wanted to play college basketball?
1: Uh, Like senior year of high school. Okay, um, really late. We won a state championship my freshman year at Valley. And it was a great feeling. And honestly, like, I'm really competitive. So whenever you just get really, like, once you're winning, I was like, oh, like okay, I'm kind of like good at this. And then it kept going. I played like three or four sports in high school too. So I liked the friendship aspect. And then, I don't know, some people are like, you know, you could play college. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm kind of small because I'm a center and like power forward, but I'm only like six foot. So that's really small compared to any other level, but I had great footwork. And so I actually had no one recruit me. Um, I had to go out and talk to coaches, which is, I'm all about that. It's mm-hmm. like, you got to earn your whatever. Cause I wasn't, I didn't play club either. And a oh, lot of people, okay. cause club was too expensive mm-hmm. and that's, I don't regret that at all. Like had a great opportunity in high school, but yeah. So I like reached out to different coaches, sent them some film, like, okay, maybe. And then, you know, rest is history. Casey Bun Wilson took me on at Linfield. So, <laughs> and then I loved it. So yeah, you had a good
0: experience at Linfield.
1: Oh yeah. The best, like looking back now, like that will be the best sport experience I'll ever have.
0: Why'd you like it so much?
1: Casey just had my back. Best coach. She cared about you as like a woman outside of sports. And she just made me the best person. Like if I had a lot of different problems, like with competitiveness, or I was down on myself comparing a lot to others, she would find a way to help me out and become the best I could. And same with like Emily Gray. She was my other coach, Quincy Gibson. Those are the three best coaches I could have. And having an all women staff. Nothing against like male coaches. Like if you're a good coach, you're a good coach. But Growing from the age of 18 to 22, I just feel like they, like, understood Mm -hmm. what I was going through because they all played basketball in college, too. Yeah, they have
0: a different perspective than a male can bring.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I had, like, a lot of different things going on with my health that was more feminine-related in college. And then I had a lot of family stuff that happened that Casey could understand because she's just, you know, she's been through life. I don't know. She's just really an awesome person. And I just and we had a goal from the very get go of like, hey, we're gonna make you the best rebounder in program. And I was like, Okay, if you think so. And then I ended up doing that. So Casey had a vision for me. And she made it happen. And I think that's what a good coach does. I still I called her the other day at work. I was at work. I was like, Hey, look what happened. And my colleagues were like, who are you calling? I was like, oh, that's my coach from college. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so great that you had a good college experience. Cause you know, it doesn't happen for everyone. No, unfortunately, I, am very lucky. Um, I had a good college experience as well, but yeah, that's, that it's just nice to hear that, that you also enjoyed your experience. Would you say that you kind of like fell in love with basketball more when you are in college?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I basketball, cause I love my team too. And I always wanted to be like a leader. And so mm-hmm. I think I did that wrong sometimes in college. And I was really harsh on some of my teammates and they might listen to this and they'll start laughing because <laughs> there are some times where I think they hated me. But then I, I learned how to be a better leader and a better teammate and learn different styles and basketball, I don't know, basketball's brought me everything like mm-hmm. where I'm at. So even though everyone's like, it's just a sport. It's like, it's not, it's like, it's no. a community builder. It makes you a better person. That's why I like it.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, sport is just, like, a great avenue to, like, open doors for you. Like, not just sport-related. I mean, for both of us, for example, it took us to England. Yeah. we got a master's degree out of it, and we we got to meet a lot of um, cool people through it. So, yeah, I think that's, like, a great way to look at at sport and, you know, how it can enrich your life. and, And just, yeah, just bring you good opportunities cuz i think a lot of time people think like sport like they just see sport as like so black and white
1: yes like agreed.
0: this is the end all be all but it but the reality is and this is something i've only learned later in life is sports only going to take you so far right you know like it comes to an end at some point so um just being able to capitalize on what it does bring you in the moment is a good way to look
1: at it yeah. I mean, right now, like I'm working in a sport industry. I always knew I was going to do that from middle school, high school, mm-hmm. which is a lucky thing for me too, because some people still don't know what they want to do with their career, which is totally fine. But I knew I wanted to be in sport because I knew how much joy it brought me and brought others. You can still be a part of it and not play. It's so hard sometimes, but know, I'm watching so much joy go out to everyone else through the sport. Might as well stay with it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. You had a good college experience, for the most part.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, no. But there
0: was something that happened yeah. to you w- your last year, right? Yeah. Last year in college. What was that, Molly?
1: Oh, the classic for everyone. No, I blew out my knee, actually. Um, for context, my team, from an actual you know statistics standpoint... Linfield has not done very solid with basketball, for women's basketball in the past, and we made it our junior year to the conference tournament for the first time in 12 years. And then our senior year, you know, I got better, my other seniors got better, I, my other, Corey Olson's my other dynamic duo, and then she, like, we both averaged together almost 40 and, you know, like, 20 rebounds. So, like, us together, we were just doing, and then our point guard, Cassie shoots like, she was just coming in being a great assist, you know, Hannah off the bench, like, all of our friends, right? And I'm, I'm leaving out so many people. But we had some really big goals. And that, that senior year, Cammie Reuter blew out her knee early on in the season. But we still thought we'd get back to the tournament. And then I blew out my knee with eight games left. And we were actually playing against George Fox, the rivals. And I actually think we were going to beat them in that game. I bet people can argue against me all they want, but we had the momentum. And I blew out my knee, my ACL, my MCL. My lateral and my medial meniscus. She's all of it. All of it. Go big or just go home. Just gone. Yeah, it was just <laughs> gone. <laughs> it's It sucked, but it, it happened, and I was in a lot of denial. But um, I still ended up, like, lead rebounder of my of uh, Linfield. So I feel very blessed. I know it's just, like, a number, and that shouldn't always matter, but that's, like, a hard-working number, so that yeah. was cool. But then everything else kind of went to shit from there. <laughs>
0: Oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, how did you feel immediately, like, right when it happened or, like, shortly after? What kind of was going through your mind?
1: Yeah, so I went down. Um, it's hard because, like, you go you go into denial because you hear so many people tear their ACL in basketball. And I was very lucky. I mean, I made it that far to senior without major injury. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't take back anything. But I, I remember just because I'm a dramatic person. In a good way. I'm <laughs> very sensitive. <laughs> so I was just bawling. Like the George Fox crowd was yelling at me saying, you're fake. Like you're not just like faking, like you're faking the injury. But oh my but like in the moment I knew something was wrong and I was crying. But I guess later I heard that everyone was crying because everyone knew what happened. Which sounds bad, but I, I didn't, I don't know. You just hope that doesn't happen because yeah. I'm dramatic. Like I, maybe mm-hmm. I was fine. Mm-hmm. But Casey came out and I just, all I remember is me like, Casey, it's over. Like I don't know what to do. You know, and it just sucked because I'm really loud too. So like everyone could hear it in the gym. So, yeah, I mean, after that, I was just heartbroken. The team was heartbroken, too, because they knew how much I loved basketball. Like, mm-hmm. like I have a lot of heart when it comes to it. So, yeah, that immediate. But then, like, it was a long process to get to finally knowing that, like, I was done. Yeah. So.
0: And so, when you found out you were done, I mean, that's, I don't think anyone wants to end their senior year, their no. entire, you know, college
1: um, career like that. Like, what was that like for you? Um. I was like the cap, one of the captains on the team, and like a emotional leader for the team. So, for me, I didn't want to just I don't know dissipate. Like mm-hmm. I love this team. Like this is so. I had to like really figure out how to still be me and mm-hmm. still feel my emotions because I'm a feeler, but still be present. And luckily with Cami, she had her knee blown too, so she w- like we kind of had. I had someone to relate to, but mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to be there present for the team and. I don't know, because that program gave me so much. I wasn't just going to leave, but it right. was hard because I had to go to doctor's appointments to get my knee MRI, and I'd still go to practice, and everyone's so sad seeing me because, like, I would be crying sometimes just randomly, so it's like, am I, like, impeding on the team by being so emotional, or am I, like, showing strength for being there, you know? Right, right. So I would show up. I'd help Casey with things on the side, and everyone was so supportive, mm-hmm. I, but it was, like, yeah, it was hard to continue, I would say. Yeah,
0: because, I mean... I feel like, you know, if you tear your ACL, let's say you tear your ACL sophomore year or junior year,
1: yeah.
0: you ha- can, you know, take a year, recover, and you have the opportunity to go back and, and finish out. But did you have any, like, lingering feelings or, uh, you know, of just like, wow, I got, like, my senior year kind of taken away from me or anything?
1: Yeah, there's a lot that happened in that year. So I'm sure we'll bring this up because we're going to bring in how I got to England from mm-hmm. there. Um actually I'll just probably go into that right now if that's right. So a month prior to the tear, um again, I'm having like the best year ever. Like player of the week is happening, like my other like teammates are doing great, everyone's getting highlighted. Like I was just in the zone. Like you know, and so like you just you just know when you're like, I'm like at my prime right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I know I got way more to give. I actually got reached out to by someone in England, like the recruiters that we have. And, and I really care about school too. So they're like, Hey, we have this program where you can get your scholarship paid for and play with us and play on like a semi pro team, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. It's England. So basketball's not the best over there, but mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. I've always wanted to go abroad. And I remember on the call, um, uh, they were talking to me, the coach. I sent film because I didn't know if it was like, I don't know. Cause I barely went to college to play because I didn't know if I could. Mm-hmm. And then I now I'm like going overseas. Like, am I really good enough to do it? And not like a negative way. Like, I feel like I'm self aware, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know. Yeah. And, and like, Probably January, because this tear happened, like, beginning of February. They, like, offered me a full ride scholarship to get my master's and to go over to England. They're like, we'll pay for, like, part of your room and board. We'll give you full ride. Like, let's sign. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'm going to England. Like, this is, like, this is too cool. And then the tear happened, like, right before I was about to sign. So, one, senior year was done. Two, did I lose my scholarship? Like that's a dream I always wanted to do. Right. Like my family, like comes to games. Like did I let the team down? Um, yeah, it was just like it was just like a lot of stuff at once, mm-hmm. and I had like other like personal family stuff going on and like friendship stuff going on, and that's just like everything just happened at once, and then COVID happened right after that. Yeah. So wow. then senior spring, which is supposed to be fun, and you know all the awards or not awards, uh, the events and things, it just all happened at the same time. So, go big or go home. On
0: life That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. I mean, how did you cope with that?
1: Um, It was, yeah, it was really hard. I um, I leaned on people a lot. I did go to like, counseling. Like, I'm a big proponent of that. Because, like, I can't work through that all myself. So I did that. And then, yeah, I don't know. Kind of like, how did everyone deal with... I don't know. Yeah, definitely counseling, I would say, was, like, my number one. Leaned on my family. My friends had my back. Um, but I'm also, like, a problem solver. So I was trying to find out like a solution to all of these problems. And I eventually did, but I probably didn't do it in a healthy way mentally to start, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you think after tearing your ACL that you would ever
1: have an opportunity to play again? Not right when it directly happened, mm-hmm. but cause to go back to the scholarship thing, right. I was so scared to tell the coach cause I was like, Oh, is he not? And he like, we built like a connection, like emotionally. Like I think he thought I was like a really like fun person, like whatnot. With the ACL surgery or whatnot, people say you can come back in six months. I'm sorry. That's BS. There's no way. <laughs> right. Everyone says you can do that. God bless you, people. Because there's no. even if I had all the resources in the world, right. there's no way you can mentally, physically be ready to come mm-hmm. back. You just, maybe some can. I'm not in a statistic that can do it. So with the England thing, the only way I thought I could is I asked for a gap year. So I asked for Gapier to give me more time a year and a half to recover and see if they'd let me do it. And that's a whole nother story. But that's when they said yes to that. That's when I thought I could. But that happened like a month or two after I officially found out. Mm-hmm. So within that two months, brain, I was like, wow, I'm just done with basketball like that. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Horrible. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, then what kind of like kept you motivated
1: to want to pursue playing in England and everything? I always wanted to study abroad, but with the commitment to playing a sport in college, and like to my teammates, and I had some teammates that did study abroad, but um, I decided not to because I told my coach I'd be there for them and the team. And basketball runs through like the fall semester and the spring semester, and we had no summer program. So I always wanted to study abroad. I always wanted to get school paid for. I played at Division three; would never take. I love Division three; It's totally fine, but I never got paid for playing mm-hmm. so that's a school that doesn't offer that scholarship so i always had a dream to be paid to play and then i don't know i just thought it was a new opportunity i always wanted to live somewhere outside of oregon and to play basketball to give me a free education i mean there's no way i could not like try my hardest to try to win it back yeah yeah
0: yeah, I think like yeah, I think it, as an athlete, like it's it's hard to give up any opportunities to continue playing. I mean, that's that's the dream, really. Yeah, just play as long as you
1: can. For most athletes, I and competitively, I yeah, because you can play in a rec league and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the same. Yeah, definitely not.
0: Okay, so you take a gap year during COVID. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, and which kind of in a way, kind of a good time to tear your ACL if you're planning to go overseas because not a lot was happening yeah within sport anyway totally um it was just funny because I actually was injured the same time as you with my ankle oh, okay. thing <laughs> which was during COVID so again yeah. good timing <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so then like what is the what was the process for you like actually getting
1: to England um yeah it's constant like anxiousness shit show no i'm just kidding i don't know if you can put that on there but
0: no um that's how i felt
1: right it's kind of a shit show getting there yeah i'll just like move through it quickly but i when i asked for the extension i was like will you keep me as your lead recruit person or your whatever your recruit and will you keep the scholarship they said yes we'll give you gap year we trust you whatnot Granted, these people have never met me. They only meet me on Zoom. Like, I don't blame them for the future stuff that I'll explain. So I'm excited. I get surgery ready to go. I'm like, all right, I'm pumped. Like, I'm ready to get over there and get started rehab. COVID happened. My surgery got pushed out a month, uh, like two days before I was supposed to get surgery. So mentally, I was like, what am I going to do? So in that moment, I was like, how can I get better? I went vegan because I watched Game Changers. And I know that's just documentary. But then <laughs> I I know. it's Shout out to Game Changers no, sponsorship. I, I, I went vegan. Like, when I was vegan, I'm not vegan anymore. But I went vegan
0: because of documentaries. Game Changers yeah. didn't come out yet. For okay. me, it was Cowspiracy.
1: What the hell? And
0: Forks and Knife Or... I think it's called Forks and Knives okay. or Forks Over Knives or something. Have right. you watched that one?
1: I've seen What the Health, but Oh,
0: yes, and What the Health. So it's like those three yeah. I watched, and that's what intrigued me. That's yeah. what started mine. So no shade at all. That okay. like, game changers was, you know, your reason.
1: And people <laughs> were laughing at me because I used to be like, you can't get big without meat. Like I was that person, and then I went vegan. Everyone's no, same, like, what the hell? Same.
0: <laughs> I, I think I think I used to make fun of one of my teammates that was vegan. Yeah. Uh and just who <laughs> would have yeah, thought? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. If you know who you are, if you listen to this and you know who you are, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. It was all in good you. fun. Yeah. I wasn't making fun of you as a person. You know I love
1: you. <laughs> I get made of fun of now, so it's okay. Yeah. No, but I watched Game Changers and I was like, no way. Game Changers talked about how like, if you have like problems looking in shape quickly and whatnot, it keeps your weight down and you get back into shape quickly. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I need. And then I actually researched it more outside of the documentary because I was like, I don't want to base it off that. And I have uh, a positive blood type, and so that that sounds weird, but like there's studies that show that that does better with veganism. So oh,
0: I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: and honestly, like I'm still vegan; it's been like three years, and it's great. Like I felt so healthy coming back. So anyway, I did that as like a sacrifice to keep my weight down mm-hmm. uh, for surgery and like rehab. And COVID's happening. I get surgery and that's a weird thing in itself. I can have anyone there with me and who wants to go into surgery? No one. Right. So, so I do that. I do the rehab. COVID is an organ. We have the strictest in the nation, strictest regulations, which is totally fine. I got lucky that PT is considered medical, which it is I'm not saying I would never argue against it, but they, that they stayed open. So I had to go to PT three times a week and that was really a blessing, but no courts are open. No gyms are open um, you couldn't see friends. I I lived with my parents at the time. So really that was like a mental hit too. Cause what oh. am I going to do? Um, and in all of this, when well, I'm getting ready. Oh, another thing too, is like, I actually had no insurance anymore because mm. my school insurance was done. So I was paying this out of pocket. So I'm like having all this money go into my physical therapy. Eventually I got on um, OHP, which is like, thank the Lord, because I couldn't keep paying anymore. So anyway, that happened. But for a while I was paying out of pocket. Then I get a call from the coach and who I keep in touch and they're like, Hey, we're actually going to drop you. From the recruitment pool altogether. I was like, uh, Excuse me? And they're like, <laughs> No, you're completely dropped. I was like, What? What do you mean? They're like, Well, you know, we can't, like, it's really hard to invest in a knee surgery. Like, you seem like a great person. But, like, and I, I just told them on the spot, I was like, Give me a chance. Like, put me back in your recruitment pool as if I was like another player. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a new recruit. Yeah. And, like, when I get back on there, I want the full ride still. And they're like, Huh? Okay. You know, yeah. like, you know, and again, I'm making them sound bad. They weren't. It's a business decision. They right, did not yeah. know me. I totally get it. Panic, though I was panicking after that, and so I tried to come up with another solution. And I actually made a three-part video series of my progress of like going through physical therapy, doing like outdoor court stuff, and then playing with my dad, and then also working out in the gym. And it shows like the progression of organ opening up, but it was hard. Like I just like showed it, and I I sent it to them every time. They're like, "Wow, this is like this is great. We've never seen someone who wants to wants it so bad and is so committed to solent, you know." Uh I wanted it. Like I was gonna give if you like give everything you can. And you don't get it, then that's okay because you tried your hardest. Yeah, yeah. So that was my mentality, and they loved it. They're like, "Hey, we'd love to like keep you cool, but we we'll only give you fifty percent." And I was like, "No, you guys said hundred percent." And like again, I'm just s- selling. Like I'm just going for it. Like if I got fifty percent, I was still probably going to go. <laughs> they're listening to that now, and they're like, "What? No." And so I like kept going, whatnot. And long story short, I, which is not, I'm just talking a lot, but. They gave me a call and they're like, hey, like, we never had anyone as committed as this. Like, we're going to give you the full ride. And the cool thing is, they were like, we actually are having budget issues. You're going to be the last one. But we think that you're great to do that. And I was like, really? Because like basketball is cool and all, but once you get to the program, which you know, there's some people that are like, number one sailors like yeah. in the country yeah. and like, then like number one runners competing in the olympics yeah <laughs> and i'm like you're giving it to like a d3 basketball player yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey. and i'm not trying to diss like i think i gave a lot to the program which we'll talk oh, yeah, about 100 percent. but again the work hard for it the reward was really high so high risk high reward so that was a long story but it was definitely a battle to get there mm-hmm. but worth it yeah <laughs> you made it and
0: and i can what is the word I'm looking for? I can attest to this, that you were definitely valuable to their program, oh, yeah. so it was definitely a good investment on their part. <laughs> so it worked out for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then before going to England, what were your expectations? Because you'd never yeah. played overseas before. Like, did you know right. anyone who'd played overseas, like... Right. Did you have any idea of what you were stepping into?
1: So throw back to college again. I got invited to play for like the D3 USA team. It was just like a tour. Like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not like an official USA, but we played in Brazil and I did it because one, it was cool. Two, I was like, well, okay, let's see like if I could play against like different people overseas because again, I'm undersized mm-hmm. and I'm not guard at all. <laughs> like I can't do guard things ever. Okay. I'm a four or five solid. <laughs> I I understand where I'm at. I can't do that. And I like, did well in Brazil. And I did well against like bigger bodies. So I was like, oh okay. So I had an expectation going into England that like I don't know. I don't know what the expectation was. I just thought it was gonna be higher quality skills. Like mm-hmm. competition. Like you
0: thought you were leveling up.
1: Yes, exactly. I thought I was gonna go to like a higher level and I was gonna be challenged. And I was challenged, I'm not trying to say that, but it was it was nowhere near like college. Mm-hmm. I would say. Like no like people weren't as competitive. Like everyone's lackadaisical practices were just Okay. Anyway, expectations. I thought it was gonna be higher skill. No, not skill. I was gonna higher comp- like competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: so. Like, yeah, you just assume. I think w- a lot of athletes assume like if you're going to play overseas, like that's yes. a next step, Yes. and you expect to be challenged yeah. accordingly. Yeah, and so yeah, there should be
1: a higher competition, or that's what you kind of expect. That's I'm. That's what I expected my first time I went overseas. Yeah. And the other thing with expectation is since they gave me the full ride, I thought it was going to be like a, okay, like not that like entitled. Maybe the sounds entitled right now, but I thought they were going to be like, yeah, you're the, cause you can only have one American player on their club team. So I was like, okay, I'm the, I'm the American player. I got to make sure I show up. So I trained like and bent, was competitive to be like, I need to be like, one of the best players. Like, I have to be ready to go. Because yeah. why else would you give the scholarship to someone, like, mentally? Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to win a championship. And that's what they told me. Like, we want you to bring us to, like, the National Cup. And I was like, done. Like, that's going to be my goal. I mean, we can get there. But I was I was ready to be, like, bring the team out through competitiveness. And it just, it was different. Yeah. I think
0: one of the biggest things that I was surprised about, and I know you were too, was just university sport mm. in yes. England is completely different than university sport in America. So different. <laughs> yeah. Like at any level too. Like whether you're a junior college, NAIA, D3, D2, D1, it's come everyone treats it as a very competitive, very serious. You practice yes. five days a week, you have weight room sessions. Mm-hmm. S- a lot of teams will have nutritionists, you have yep. athletic trainers, you have physical therapists. You like and the facilities you have great facilities access to like amazing facilities and recovery like you have it all yeah at at 85 to 90 percent
1: of the programs
0: and even if you don't the
1: resources people are still putting in their time to be there yeah to be their best selves if they can yes
0: exactly and university sport in england was just like like for us like my we trained what i don't Twice a week? Yeah. Maybe? No, one day a week. And right. we played one day a week. I mean, a lot of girls played club or yeah. semi-pro or pro outside of it. So they were still getting touches. But, like, as a team, yeah. we were not getting touches on the ball like we should as a team. Yeah. No one took it seriously. When we did have practice, sometimes we'd have, like, eight girls show up to practice. I'm yes. like, where is everyone? Yeah. And girls would just, like, not show up to games if they didn't want to. Yes. And I'm like... What? Like they're hungover from the night yeah, before. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, oh, you you just don't feel like going to the game, so you're just not gonna go. Yes. And there's no consequence. Yes. It's like, okay, cool, like whatever, maybe you'll be on the squad next week. Yeah. I was just like But for us, like the scholarship athletes, like yeah. we had different expectations, of course. And I think we had different expectations for ourselves in general. Because yes. it's just yeah, that was just like so mind blowing
1: to me. I had no idea. Well, the other thing with that too, and this sound, this is funny, but like I've never been more patriotic in England than I've ever been. Like I know it sounds dorky, but I used to like for me. I bet, I don't know if you too, but used to be dissed so much for being American in a sport way. Being like, well, sorry, this isn't like American collegiate sport. I'm like okay I chose that life like I'm yeah. a way more competitive athlete than you and like I can tell you that I'm good at like this trained me to be a better player and a better person in my career granted I'm in sales so I get it that's a competitive like type thing <laughs> so that's what I chose but when they're yeah. like well sorry we're not like America like call- universities I'm like why did you recruit me then like I'm supposed to be like this
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think they just they sold us a different dream for they, sure they, they sold, sold differently.
1: Different good different on them. good
0: on yeah, them yeah good on them <laughs> And I mean, there were there were a lot of positives. Oh yeah, not gonna lie, there was a lot of positives. Mostly getting my master's degree,
1: (laughs) and the people, and the people making friends, connections. Yeah, yeah. I had I feel like I had a lot more. You made a lot more
0: friends. I kind of isolated myself at the beginning, so like that's on me for not making a lot of friends. But we had when I did make friends, I made really good friends. Yeah, exactly. I would agree with that quality connections yeah so yeah okay anyway we're i don't remember <laughs> talking about the expectations oh yes of, your expectations yeah. of england okay so then I mean, we were kind of getting into this but you get there yeah and what are your thoughts what is your like kind of immediate reactions good or bad
1: and when i talk about this i love all the people in that community i i love my teammates i love all like I, I talked to all of them recently so whenever i say this i don't know if they'll listen to this or not no this or this, but it was a shitstorm. storm like there was so much when i got there i was like what is happening mm-hmm. and i don't know if i've just been lucky in the past. like i said linfield like i knew going to england that Casey gave me the best situation to right. grow and again i loved my coach like the connection we had but man there's it was so disorganized like practice was a joke sometimes and like i'm like an anxious person a lot mm-hmm. of times like i i want to make sure i'm the best and i do everything i can to mm-hmm. make everyone better but man some people not showing up to practice like you said if there's like some tangents on the team no punishment for it i was beating guards in lines and i'm not the most athletic i'm just facts even if i trained hard the guards point guard should be, and I knew they were, they would just jog because they're being defiant to their teammates or to oh their my. friend. I mean, I got yelled out on the court. Like, if I missed a pass, I'd be like, Molly, like, fucking get that ball. And I and I remember one time I snapped because I, I'm older, so I should be, oh, that's the other thing about this experience outside of university of the club. It's, you play with such a wide range of ages, like you play with an eighteen-year-old to like a thirty-three-year-old, yeah, which is totally fine. But like, I was twenty-four, which is not that much older, but I have a lot more experience than half the players, and I just don't feel like that was respected in a way. Um, and I, again, my younger girls are great, and they're growing, and whatnot. And they, but I think a lot of my team hated my coach, and they did whatever the hell they wanted, and I just don't think. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, in the beginning. It begin- just
0: seems like it was just a little bit toxic.
1: Yes. And okay. So to dive into it. I had two other American teammates. Okay. I had Morgan and Taylor. They're studs.
0: They're amazing.
1: They're amazing. We were all.
0: Shout out Morgan and Taylor. Morgan and Taylor. I highly doubt they listen to this. No, <laughs> they do.
1: Shout I out. Love, love Lots you guys. of love. <laughs> so I didn't meet Taylor until later. I met Morgan first, right? Me and Morgan were told totally different things. And I was actually really nervous to meet Morgan in the beginning because I was told I was the American plane. right? Mm. I've been told this for a long time. She was told she's going to be playing as that one American spot. And then right when I get there, they tell me like, Oh, actually you're competing for that spot on the club team. Oh like on God, the top gosh, team. Wait,
0: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: And I was like, first off, what the hell? Like you told, I'm the scholarship recipient. Like yeah. why? Like I get it. Like, Oh, you're the winner either way. No, no. Like I'm here to play basketball and get my degree. Like I get that. But I'm on two teams. and But Morgan's told that, too. Right. And so I meet Morgan. But then when she tells me her story, like, we finally, like, got to... Tea. But I was so nervous to talk to her. Yeah. I don't know. We were, she was like, I think it's a shit show. I was like, me too. And so the other thing about university for people who are listening... If your coach recruits you, they're not in charge of the recruitment money. It's a whole nother person that's in charge mm-hmm. of it who gives money to all the different sports. So who's really giving me the money is someone that might not know basketball very well. Yeah. So my coach is one communicating to me, but he's like, oh, I don't have a lot of communication with them, but they're giving me the money. I'm like, yeah. how does that make any sense? Yeah. So I was really nervous about that. And like that whole week, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to make sure I play well. I got to balance my confidence with my knee. Um, And granted, I got the spot. But then they told me, oh, you always had it. We just had to tell you that with Morgan. And I told Morgan this later. And I was like, hey, man, like, so, I don't know what the <laughs> heck they're doing. Because why would you, like, what a mind game to play with me and Morgan. Yeah, that and that's the thing. It. I think it impeded on me and Morgan's relationship in the beginning. Because yeah, I love I mean, Mo. Yeah, it just yeah. like,
0: brews natural competition.
1: Yeah. But like in an unhealthy way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Toxic if, competition. Yeah.
1: If you would have told me that we have to compete for the spot, then yes. Or if you would have been more clear that university can have as many Americans and not, that it just was not clear. Right. And I know that's how they sell to get us over there, I think. But I mean, I mean, if Mo listens to this, I feel like she'll feel the same way. But, yeah. but yeah, that was a shit storm. And then when Taylor came in, Taylor, I don't think was really told too much that she's not playing a team. And she's one of the better players like yeah so it's just hard for all three of us to see each other because if all three of us could play on the top team i mean it would be raps like right. it would be yeah i mean me and taylor would train together for bucks and bucks is british college university yeah. sport whatever i mean we were we could have killed it granted i blew out my knee before we could all uh, a second time but anyway but yeah with taylor anyway it was just that was horrible in the beginning and then the toxicity of the team that didn't like my coach i'll just go one more thing since i'm talking non-stop i actually this sounds like probably entitled and that's fine I didn't start on the club team when I got on there. And to be fair, I was like in top five in almost all the categories. Yeah. And I wasn't there. And like <laughs> Deti was there. And Deti, she she's the bomb. Okay. She's a great five. She's a better five. But we could have played together. But they put me in such a hole that I like my coach did not expand out. His like style of play like was not right. flexible. Mm-hmm, a coach mm-hmm. needs to be flexible. And Deti used to go and talk to him, and be like, you need to play me and Molly at the same time. We would still both average like a double-double if we played together. And you're not putting your two yeah. huge players in together. It never made sense. And then when Detty got injured she went out, then I started playing 40 minutes a game nonstop. And so then I got no rest. So really, they just like wrung out the yeah. Americans. They just ring you out and they like tell you that. And then anyway, sorry, it just goes on and on and on.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah, just like it's just a different world. And like, yes, Earl and I talked about this, which I, I, I had Earl on a different podcast, but We love Earl, too. We love Earl. (laughs) I just, I love all my, our English friends. Well, they're actually all Americans. (laughs) And Canadians. our friends that we made in England, I just love them all. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Earl and I talked about this a little bit. uh, Just, like, you know, you really have to get into the mindset of, like, this is a business. Yeah. Like, even at the college, like, here in America, it's a business as well. But I think you are treated a little bit differently there, like, You are, as a recruited player, international recruited player, I think you just unfortunately are looked through in like such a different lens. Like, you're meant to come on this team and make magic happen. Yeah. Right? And if you don't, you are disposable. Yeah. Like, they do not care about your feelings, they care about if you're making place for them if you're winning like that's what they care about and like yeah i think i think part of just hearing it from like an outside perspective of your situation it just seems like that's how they treated you mo and taylor yeah was just like what can we get out of these three for the benefit of our program which i understand to a certain point but the way that, you know, it's sold to us, I guess, is more like, oh, you're coming for the experience. You're coming to yeah. get your, you know, your degree and, you know, explore England. And and then you'll just, you'll also play basketball. And yeah. it's just like, it's just sold so differently than, you know, how we're actually treated, I think. Um Because, like, I experienced that as well. Like, I got there and got injured almost right away. I pulled... Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was my quad or my hamstring first. I pulled both of them at some point. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I just felt so much pressure to get back on the field. Mm. And I was literally playing in pain. And and I'm the type of person, like, I'll play through a certain threshold. But, like, if they would have just given me a little bit more time to recover, I wouldn't have been injured for 70% of the season. I would have been injured for maybe 40% of the season, not played as much. But then when I stepped back in, I would have been healthy and good to go for the other 60 percent right so just things like that it's just really it can be frustrating
1: yeah and to like bounce off on a positive note of that like if the people are listening to this like i will say that like kelly rob Bree really had oh, my amazing. back
0: yeah they, they
1: were amazing. that was a probably the best part of the program mm-hmm. not probably that was the best part for me Kelly was like my mental like stability there she like we met every week and she just told because everything I'm saying here I shared with her and she totally listened and Mm -hmm. and I'm like sometimes dissing like English culture like as a like I I know that sounds bad but she's like I hear you like it's really hard and then Bree helped with we haven't gotten to part but I blew up my knee again right but they had my back even Matt like kept the scholarship for me so even though I'm saying negative things I think it was more around the toxicity of like the Kestrel's Club and whatnot they did they were so nice and genuine to me from there. Like, I can't ever thank them enough for mm-hmm. how they were nice after that. Yeah. So that's, like, the other part. Like, we're talking about the negative Those Those three were not involved in that for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think, too, it was just, like, there were individual experiences that were so good. Yes. But as a whole, it just unfortunately there was a lot of negativity and I do think a lot of it could have been avoided if our expectations if they yes. set us up with different expectations and there was a lot of things I felt were I was just in the dark about before mm-hmm. I got there I remember just finding out things as I went and just not really feeling fully prepared yes to go and you know know I was stepping to
1: and it's hard to be prepared, but you were playing in Sweden before this, so you already had mm-hmm. expectations overseas. So for it to be different too again, it's like what?
0: Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just didn't feel fully prepared, and I don't want this to turn off athletes from pursuing playing right. sports overseas because it, it there are a lot of positives, and this is just one experience, and there are so many other good ones. But I would just say, ask. Make sure you're asking the right questions and really make sure you're thorough about the process and you know exactly what you're walking into, know what you're paying for and not paying for. Like, there's just so many things. Like, I feel like we could do a whole episode on just that, just like giving advice to athletes that are considering playing overseas and how to move and how to, you know, like what to expect and just how to set yourself up best
1: for success right i
0: feel like if i were to do it over again i would have done it differently yeah i still would have done it yeah but i would i definitely would have done it differently
1: yeah i still would have done it also um it is hard to look back i mean like i don't know what i could have changed with the current um organization of the club per se but i would have changed how i would have been like i maybe would have traveled more put less stress on myself like i trained hard i don't regret how hard i trained for it but I think there have been different ways to go about it.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I just would have gone in with a different mindset.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's half the battle.
0: Yeah, that was. Because I I couldn't step away from my expectations. And that's why I I struggled. Was because I had these certain expectations. Those were not met. And I was constantly trying to meet those on my own and it wasn't till like the last you know four or five months that we were there that I finally was able to switch my perspective and actually enjoy my experience because I just kind of let go of what I did expect and yeah you know, just like let things happen and react as they were happening
1: yeah I feel that because honestly like more than like 60% of the time I was crying at least once or twice a week because mm-hmm. I was just so and that sounds bad like I loved like a lot of the people there, none of them, like, was their fault. I just, like, I'm really, like, some, that, being in England, I was so anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, like, fought, I, like, went to counseling for that in college and, like, went through it. And like, I feel like, I, you know, like, ebbs and flows, like, this mental health. But, like, man, it was just hard. I'd be in, like, my little dorm room just, like, hoping no one can hear me. Like, that's how yeah. sad it was. But, like, again, I'm really hot. Like, I got travel a bunch after. But it's funny. I don't, like... Again, I don't know how many of the team will listen to this. I love I love you all. But I don't think they realized how much pain I was in. Like yeah. a lot more of the time. But mm-hmm. but again, I'm glad I did it. Like I'm a way better person. My character I think is a lot better than it's ever yeah. been. Yeah.
0: I think also outside of the sports thing, like mm-hmm. it was just hard because we're also we're just in a new place. Yeah, are in a complete new country, you're learning a new culture, you have to make new friends. You're also doing school on top of that. Yes. Like there's a lot of factors. That were going on and it it was like it was a big transition and I just think we weren't fully prepared. No. For everything. Because it's not like you were the only one that felt that way. Yeah. I felt that way. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna mention names of who else I know felt that way. Because it's not, you know, it's not my place to say, but there were others that I know of that expressed it to me that yeah, we're also struggling too. as you know, and, and going through a lot of the same things that we were going through. And I think that honestly is probably what bonded a lot of us thankfully. Yes. I'm so thankful for that piece as well as like the way that we were able to just kind of like support each other.
1: Yeah. Um 100 percent
0: But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we're being negative, but it's real, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, the thing is and you and I spoke about this. Yeah. It's just like, it's okay to be negative. It's just like, that's just what our experience was. Yeah. And I hate having to preface everything with like, oh, don't worry. I like, I love you guys. Like the yeah. experience is so good. I, I hate having to do that. Yeah. But I, I mean, of course I feel the need to because I don't want to make anyone else feel bad. But it's, it is just like so frustrating that I have to like, and you have to, you know, feel the need to constantly apologize for feeling bad poorly about anything or having a negative experience or yeah. saying bad things it's just like that's just what happened that's just my experience that's just my perspective it is what it is and and you can have a negative experiences and positive experience at the same time like yes. they can be parallel it's the same like think of your everyday life like you have good days and bad days or you have good moments in a single day and bad moments in a single day right. it doesn't mean everything was completely bad or
1: everything was completely good Right. There's just it was just a mixture of both. Yeah, and to go off that we talked about this also, but coming back here because I like was so excited and I posted about being out there and I like everyone was so happy for me. And when I came back to like Oregon, they're like, "How oh, was it? Tell me everything that happened." And you're like, the first thing that comes to mind is like, "Oh, it kind of wasn't as good as I thought." But then like I'm like people know me as a positive person, so mm-hmm. I always like spin things, which is great. But it's like hard to be like, "Oh, it actually was like a shit show sometimes." Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it just feels like you don't feel grateful for it. But I'm so grateful that I went over there. But that's how it feels like talking to other people. And I still feel that way sometimes. Yeah.
0: I think another thing, too, and this is something
1: I realized
0: only recently, is I almost don't want to admit to myself that I didn't have, like, this amazing, extravagant, like, mind-blowing experience because, I, you know, I just, again my expectations the expectations that i went in with were not met i don't even think they were really close to being met right um and so i think sometimes it's hard to admit to myself it almost feels like failure in a way yeah of you know i i, I wasn't able to enjoy myself a hundred percent of the time and i think that yeah i just think that that is like a little bit hard to cope with as well i agree bringing us back to basketball oh, right <laughs> <laughs> so we know things are not are you know great we've talked about that but then you have another moment
1: in your season <laughs> and you tear your acl again yeah well it's my meniscus this time acl still in contact oh you're right you're right no Sorry.
0: you tear your meniscus yeah and what was that like for you
1: yeah the so time. so all of this stuff right is when i said it was really negative with the organization of like the coaching and the players and whatnot getting used to everything uh i actually went to germany to visit my exchange student or oh, she's like a sister to me so yeah. i got so uh, re-energized like i got back in it and so january month of january kicking ass like mm-hmm. i'm playing like all the minutes again i like i rung out a little bit but like i was playing all the minutes i was getting double doubles like i was making my team better ever like all the drama happened before like my younger players didn't – I don't know. No one was, like, toxic for that month. I don't know how to describe it. Like, everyone was just so happy to be there, like, grateful. Fall like, oh, this is what I wanted. Like, everything is working. And then we made it to the National Cup. And so in England, there's two different – at least for basketball, I'm sure – I think you had a lot more different, um, comp, like, yeah, championships. It just, yeah, it's a completely Soccer, different layout. Football. Yeah, yeah. Football, <laughs> football. But basketball, you have, like, the National Cup, and then you have your conference tournament that you want to win. National Cup. We made it to the championship. And I'd like to think that I was, like, a really good leader. And people loved the positive. Like, the positivity finally, like, paid off. Because that's all I could do in the beginning. Because everything was so negative. And we get there. We're in the championship game. We're up 10. I'm kicking ass. My teammates are kicking ass. Like, everyone's being their best self. I blow out my knee with three minutes left in the championship game. And we lose by 10 in overtime. And we were up 10. So... I'm just gonna say if I was if I was healthy we would have won. Mm-hmm. Just because I think I was the mental glue for the team and Christy Velke out there too, right? She's awesome, so it's Chrissy, whatnot. But I just think like having like a power in the center, like just like mentally talking to everyone and mm-hmm. being so positive. Once that was out, I think the team was scat like um right. and when you, scat- when a teammate
0: goes down too, just yeah. in general, that's hard for a team to like rally back
1: up. Absolutely. Like you're just rattled and like mm-hmm. I hate to call it a choke, but it was the biggest choke I've ever been <laughs> a part of. <laughs> it was like on the side my knee blown out like I can't even straighten it um and I just remember being like I was like god worked so hard like what the hell but it happens but in that moment I was like what hell did we have to lose like just win and then I'll like leave out on my career like winning yeah yeah how do you think that blowing out your knee kind of like affected the rest of your experience I think I contributed a lot to the Kestrel program. And I don't think anyone would doubt that. Like I helped with broadcasting and I got our sponsor for the first time. And I like wanted to commit to all that. Like I'm not one to just leave. Like I'm I'm loyal. Like I could have just gone home. Um, And I don't blame anyone who would go home from there because like I got to know the medical system really well. Like (laughs) I had, I got surgery in England. Like my crew helped me out, but I had no, I had my mom to help me out. Like I was in a little dorm. Like I lived on the sixth floor. Like, Luckily, the elevator worked. It literally broke after. I was on crutches for six, uh. I remember
0: that. That, that was so awful. awful.
1: It was so awful. It was so awful. I
0: didn't live there, but I would go visit Molly or yeah. I would visit all of you. Yeah. All right. the friends lived there. I, I hated having to walk up six flights yes. of stairs. It was
1: awful. And like, I was on crutches for five to six months because yeah. they do it a little differently than America, just different recovery, which is fine. Like I'm not one to be like,
0: also their crutches are me? weird. Oh my gosh. Like that's not the underarm ones. Yeah, it's the freaking you hold it with your wrist. I hate them. I feel oh hate like them. Hate them. just a dingus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I had to use them for a little bit too. I hurt my ankle for like a week, but oh, so awful.
1: Those crutches are
0: just weird. Anyway, sorry. No, Keep it's going. true.
1: They are. I put a picture of it on there. so people understand. <laughs> But, no, the thing is, like, I had a lot of support, but I also didn't feel like it either. Because, like, I went into, like, like a season of depression, I would say. I'm not saying I was – but I had a season. Mm-hmm. And I had surgery. And, like, Kelly, she – Kelly, like I can't say enough. She, like, was so helpful. She would yeah. drive me everywhere. I, that woman is an angel. She so is. So, like, if she's listening, like, bless you. Because I would not have made it without her. She was like mom for mm-hmm. me there. But, like, in my dorm, I love all my people. No one really – I don't want to ask for help, though, right? If I would have asked for help, they would have totally helped me out. But it was really hard for me because, like, I can't get up, right, in the night. Or, like, if you take – so here's an example. If you take meds, right, I have to balance my own, like, opioids right now. Like, that's what I have to do. And so I have to do it every four hours and whatnot. If you wake up before that four hours, you're in so much pain. And so, like, my dorm was always loud and they're always partying. If I tried to talk to them about it, they'd be like, well, I want to party. It's like – good for you. Like I'm in so much pain. Do you have any empathy here? And like, again, I'm not, my gals, like all, that whole dorm rocks. Like Greg, literally I had to, he's like another like friend of ours. I am, um, I had, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's going to laugh, but like I had to inject Greg, Gregor's Greg, No, you had to inject something in my stomach with the blood clots. And I like couldn't do it at first. So Greg actually did it for me for like two days. So like there are times when they helped out or like Mel came and hang out with me or, or T did, but there were times where like I was crying trying to just make it down the hallway to go eat. Mm-hmm. And I know I should have asked for help, but I, I kind of just wish someone would help me. But then yeah. Liz came and helped and stuff. So that was really hard without having a mom uh, there for me. And like, bless my mom. Like, bless family. But to not have family, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm really lucky hot. to have a big family. Mm-hmm. But So that was really hard. Another thing. This is more funny, which you're going to laugh at. School got really hard, too. Like, I yeah. I could barely get the classes. I was on Zoom. And, like, mentally, I was just like, God, I'm in overseas. I hate this right now. Like, life sucks. And I, like, remember I worked really hard on my projects. Looking back, literally, Professor was like, yeah, you know, you really your grades really went down after your surgery. You just never recovered from there. I'm Wait, like, who told you that? Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. That was tough. Lisa, but I, Lisa, I hope you listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> she th- won't, but I... She won't. All right, well... I defended her so much to other students. I was like, guys, she's just like a hard-nosed like, person. She's funny. No, when she said that to me, I was like, screw you. Like, yeah, that was just like so uncalled no for. So uncalled for. So anyway, it was really hard after that. But I eventually got over it. And um, the coolest part of it was that when I was no longer the American team, Taylor got the spot. Granted, like, again, like, it's so hard to say, but like, both of us are really comfortable. Like, I'm a great post and she's like a great point guard. She kicked ass. She carried that team, her and Christy, and, like, you know, have different people, but she helped with that team get them to the championship again. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, another really cool thing to see. Um, Some people are like, oh, are you, like, mad that she – I'm like, the fuck? No? Like, yeah. I want her to play because she's a stud. Like, yeah, so that was, like, another – that's something that lightened up that process, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I – Man, I, I I like feel bad too because I feel like you and I we obviously we didn't get like really close until my injury after yeah your surgery once I could walk again yeah pretty much I mean no no I mean I think I went grocery shopping for you a couple yes, times yes did yeah but even that like it wasn't we weren't like super close we were like class yet. friends yeah versus, we were just we were yeah. literally just like class friends like when I saw you we always had a good time yeah and would like talk story but we wouldn't like really hang out yeah um after class. Yeah, so I just like uh, I w- I wish we would have you know got closer earlier. Yeah, you would have totally helped. But me, I right. also, in a way, I yeah. do feel like we because of your injury, you had more free time. Yeah, and you're like exactly. I th- I feel like your mindset kind of like changed on things because it was like well I obviously can't enjoy basketball, so I'm gonna like, try to yes. enjoy other things going on. A thousand percent. And because of that, like we were able to hang out more and make more of an effort to like.
1: We explored Southampton more. we go, like, have a good night and not feel stressed about the next day. Yeah, we definitely hung out more after, which is the best part. Yeah,
0: (laughs) which I think it it aligned so perfectly because I remember, for me, after winter break, I also had, like, this new revelation of how I was going to, you know, take on everything. I think it was because we had, like, three weeks off for me um, from sports. Mm -hmm. So, I and school as well, we had time off. So for three weeks, I could literally just like chill out. I could recover from the injuries that I was ba- battling with, reflect and like look in and yeah. like figure out, you know, how do I want to approach this second half of my season and the second half of the semester and everything. And so everything kind of just like lined up on top of that. So although you tearing your yeah. meniscus was not a positive, I think that There were other things that came out of it for us. Yeah.
1: Especially. (laughs) No, again, I would never trade it. Like, I'm so happy I did. And like, there's like a lot of regrets going through it afterwards. But I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing I could have done about it, right? Like, it just happens. But I like started to hang out with people that aren't like only basketball related or yeah, like, we I don't know. We just hung out with a lot of different people, which made it a lot better. And then like, once I was recovered, like, I went to 15 countries that summer. I, I think if I would have kept playing, I might have... We'll probably talk about that later, but think about playing again. I never would have gotten to do that. So, yeah. I don't know. It's good.
0: Yeah, that actually was going to be my next okay. question. Like, did you ever think that you
1: were going to play again? Or was that injury kind of like, that was it for you? I probably had like a three to five month span where I thought I was going to play again. Uh, because like, in January, I was kicking ass. Like, I really thought like, I was... Like, finally, I was like, oh, yeah, like, now I'm back, like, to, like, similar level of senior year. I I was like, oh, yeah, like, I could definitely play again. Like, not like at a – I'd still stay at a lower – pro. like, I'm not there for the money. It would just be to say I played. I was looking at Germany and Spain to play because they have more women's Mm -hmm. leagues. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, like, I'd be on the top. Like, I know where I would be. I'd be, like, on the fifth or fourth. And that's totally fine. Like, I just want to play. And I have my German friend. She's like, go look at Berlin or go stay with me in, like, Stuttgart or Munich. And then we went to Spain to visit. And I was like, I could totally do it again. Like. Um, and so I trained, so that's why Kelly, Rob and Bree were like helping me train. And I had way more resources that time than last time. I didn't have to pay for it. Um, and I really thought I was going to do it. Uh, and then I just, you know, I just prayed a lot and I was like, I miss my family. I love, like, I've always wanted to start my career. Um, and I'm really blessed to be like where I'm at right now. And I was like, I think it's time to come back. And I don't, I don't regret it. I, I think if I was healthy, I would have stayed over there though. Mm -hmm. So I do, I'm not going to say it didn't make an impact on it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It it, it
0: probably did, but everything happens did. for a reason. Exactly.
1: What has
0: life been like post-sport for you? Pro.
1: Yes. Um, It's been really good. I So it's been... Okay. So I am still playing right now, but in a rec league, which is nice. And the cool thing is I recovered. I worked really hard to maybe play again. So I feel like my recovery is actually that better. My knee's not doing as well now, but I'm still doing it. But so that, from a playing standpoint, I feel like I'm getting my mental of playing if that makes sense like there's no way i could just drop basketball like i have to play so that's good uh work is great um i love work i work at inside sales for the trailblazers so i sell tickets gotta love it the priority Uh, but the company is everything i thought it would be like it's a dream like i think they treat their employees really well and it's just always where i want to be um I love my family. I have five nephews and a niece, and I'm, like, the cool aunt. So I, like, hang out with them a bunch, and I have all my friends back in town. And that's the thing. I have great friends in England, but, like, I like you just, like, nothing beats, like, deep friendships that you have, mm-hmm. like, from my child. Like, obviously, we're friends. And it feels like it, like we've been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. but, like, also having, like, my childhood friends, like, I'm about to move in with one of, or two of them. I don't know. It's yeah, just really, it's, it's different. It's way
0: different. It's just sure.
1: healthier. Like, I have people I can count on, and... Um, Not that I can't count on the people in England. I know we talked about like I just it's so much different here.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's natural too, right? Like you've we only all knew each other for less than a year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, of course, like we did. We all had a very special bond just because of the experience, shared experience that we had. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't beat someone that you've known for (laughs) ten plus years. No, it doesn't.
1: And like. I think Earl and Kamel would maybe say, I think, well, I don't know. Camel hasn't been on the show yet, but Earl and Camel, like they're still playing. But like, if you even talk to Camel about it, like he's like, I don't know if I want to keep playing. Like I want to start my career, you know? And like yeah. Earl like loves basketball, but at some point he's going to want to do it too. So there's always an end yeah. and I'm happy with where mine ended. So
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm really happy for you that things have worked out so well post-sport. Cause it is, it is hard. It's a, yeah. it's a transition. It's a, just a new way of life, honestly. Yeah. And um, I'm sure, you know, there's probably still times where you miss it and everything. But oh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad that you've landed on your feet. I'm not surprised that you have. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, and, it's, and and obviously it's been really cool for us to literally be like living so close to each other yes. and be able to, you know, be a part of each other's lives still. Yeah. It's like still so crazy. It, it, does, it doesn't I, feel real sometimes. No, when I think about it, it's like, it's just so weird because I'm trying to think like, you know, how how else would our paths have crossed I mean maybe they yeah, would have maybe um
1: just because I did decide to come back to Oregon and we have some mutual friends but I don't really think they yeah. that was the funniest did. thing too It's because originally when you're like we were talking like probably once a month right when you moved back because I was still in England like traveling and whatnot um all of a sudden you're like oh hey I'm moving to Oregon I was like <laughs> what when did you decide that you're like oh yeah like three weeks ago I was like why didn't you tell me yeah. <laughs> I was, like, so excited. (laughs) Yeah, that's so
0: funny. I forgot I didn't decide right away because I went back home to Hawaii first and then I made the decision to come back. Yeah, that's... Not that it was, uh, you know, you had to, but mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, my gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so what advice would Hmm. you give yourself before
1: going to England knowing what you know now? Lower, not lower expectations, but don't set expectations. I know that's, like, impossible as, like, a human, but don't, I don't know. I just had an expectation of what it would be and it was nothing of what it was, which is like all about life and growing. Um, come open minded, like really, That's a good way really open minded. Yeah. But, yeah. but the coolest part is like be accepting of other cultures too, like that. Like the thing is, like, you know, how we're really competitive and like maybe they like look at us as a joke, like with Americans like being too competitive in sport. It's like, well, then I I thought negatively of like English culture, not thinking as competitive, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm not open to them either and how they do things. Like I'm in their country. Right? right. So be open to other cultures. And like, I have a friend that's from Estonia. She does things a lot different than like another player too. Or I have a Spanish friend, like she does things a lot different too. So open-minded to like all aspects of it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think that's such good advice. I think I would also add on to that mm-hmm. just unless you're playing, you know, I like the top, top levels and And you're a very, like, highly competitive, very serious athlete. The program that you're playing for is very serious. If you're playing at a lower level or you're playing at a university, you decide to do, like, a similar program to Molly and I, and I should maybe drop the play overseas info at some point somewhere. Um, because, you know, it did give us a good opportunity. But anyway, if you decide to do that, I would say, yes, your sport is going to be important. Because you're an athlete and there's a reason you want to play overseas, but don't make it everything. Yeah. Really go there and try to immerse yourself, like you said, into the culture. Yeah. Find ways to travel, just make connections, just really like take in the experience as a whole rather than it just being
1: about your sport. Yeah. You know, I have a question for you Mm because I go back and forth. I don't know if this is advice that you would take or not, or like that you would give to someone, but like, speaking your mind more when you're over there? Do you think that... Because, like, I held back a lot of opinions on things, probably to keep the status quo going, to make sure people felt good. But, like, I regret some things that I wish I, like, stuck up for for my own values or for other people. Would you do that same... We're in a different, like, space. So that's why I don't know if it's appropriate. I'm curious what you would thought.
0: Um... I don't know, because although we have some similarities within our experience, I think... Like my team wasn't like I didn't have any like toxicity, I would say, within my team. So I didn't really necessarily feel I need to say anything there. I don't think so. I think I said what I needed to say. I do wish that I had tried harder to set better boundaries with my injuries that I was dealing with because I did kind of allow them to push me when I knew that I needed to like step back a bit. Um, but I did. I mean, I, with that, I just also felt pressure because it's like, oh, I'm here on scholarship. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm here for this, that and the other. And, and they brought me here and I need to help them. And yeah. And so I did feel that pressure, but I guess that would be the only thing. It's like, I, ju- I do wish that I'd set stronger boundaries for myself, um, for my body physically.
1: Okay. No,
0: that makes sense. Anything else you want to add? Um, I have some fun questions. That's why I didn't tell you about it, but I have some fun questions. Oh, okay. Then,
1: yeah, no, let's do the fun questions. Okay.
0: <laughs> what is your favorite English phrase?
1: <laughs> um, you know, this one's funny because I always told my friends that I would never like say the phrases, but I say to be fair all the time. Oh, now. I say to be fair so to much. Be fair. And everyone's like, what? Because I used to say to be honest, but now I say to be fair. And I'm trying to think of... There's I also like, say, um,
0: are you having a laugh? I, <laughs> a lo- are you having a laugh? Or, you all right? Okay, yeah, I, do right? That. okay uh, I do that a lot at work. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Oh, I, got I still it. do
1: it. I like what, like, my like cute buddy is, I was like, you all right? And they're like, yeah, I'm okay. And I go, oh my gosh. Like, because I used to be, make fun of that being like, yeah, I'm fine. But like, they would say, in England, they'd say, you all right? And not actually want an answer. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm doing it. I'm like,
0: wait, what? Yeah, no, there's like a handful of things. They're like, are you happy? Yeah. yeah, I say I used to make fun of Rob because Rob would always ask yeah. me that, like, "Are you happy?" And I'm like, "What?" Like he would he would give me a workout yes. and then be like, "Are you happy?" And I'd be like, "Um, All right. yeah, I'm in a good mood today, I guess." But it, it just means like are you, you're good to go. You get it. You're like yeah. you're you good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then there's like this isn't really English, but there's other phrases like they you go, know, "That's peak," or um, mm-hmm. "Peng." <laughs>
0: That's probably my favorite, Peng. That's that's probably got to be one of my. I don't use it in my everyday vocabulary, but I love Peng. Yeah, can that's you explain
1: like, it to the people? Peng is, is just
0: like you. You're hot, or you're like yeah. you're
1: cute. Like you just. They also have Lang, right? They also say like what? you're Lang too. Lang, I never yeah. heard of that. Peng one. and Lang, they use them like interchangeably. Oh, I didn't. Like she's I... Lang. That's what like Greg used to say all
0: the time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wait. Actually, one of my favorites from from Greg specifically was um. Uh, what's for
1: tea? Oh, what's the yes? And he used to do it all his. But it, it's dinner. Tea means dinner. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: but I think that's just a northern thing, right? Yeah. I don't think it's a southern thing.
1: Yeah, I bet there's a bunch more. But oh, to be so- fair, oh, I say um, a lot. are
0: you taking the piss? I say yeah. that still.
1: Yes, taking a piss. I'm trying to think. Of, man, there's gonna be some that come to me later that I should say. But to be fair, I say it all uh, daily. Yeah, those are some good ones.
0: I definitely. I also feel like my cadence. Uh, In which I spoke. Yes. Kind of changed while I was there. Totally. totally. Like, I didn't have an English accent. Like, obviously, I didn't no. adopt an uh, English accent. But I would speak differently. Like, my parents, like, would tell me I Facetime them. Like, I would say quite a lot. Yeah. Like, speak super properly.
1: Yeah. Actually, also, <laughs> yes, quite. And um, oh, there's one more, sorted. I say that a lot. Like, oh, oh is everything sorted for you? They'd be like, what? And then um, half past ten. Or half like they don't say mm-hmm. ten thirty, they say pat like five past ten, and I'd be like ten o five. Like I don't know why they can't just say ten o five. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Yeah.
0: Okay. Next question. What is was your favorite memory while you're in England?
1: I don't know if there's an exact favorite. Like, obviously, getting to the championship game and having the feeling of a championship game. Like, I love that. Like, that's what you live for in sports. So that was really good being in Manchester. I would say our the four of us hanging out was really fun, which was me, you, Earl, and Kamel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um That was a good time. Yeah, the four of us like I feel like just blended well because we're all very different.
0: Oh um, yeah, 100%. like I don't know
1: if we would have all been friends like in another setting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe in college if we're all in sport. Yeah, I, well, yeah, you're right. Like if it wasn't through sport, we probably wouldn't. Yeah.
0: pick each other out of a crowd.
1: No, like, yeah, because like also we're all different ages too.
0: Yeah. So. Also, my expectations of the three of you so different
1: really oh no so what was different. your expectation
0: <laughs> um okay for you so the first time i had an interaction with you was remember that uh face t- not face time, like the video call yes. we had i don't know if it was for the athletes or if it was for school because i came late i was talking
1: about like the difference between um ireland wales yeah, and, yeah yeah yeah
0: and i was just like oh this molly girl she's gonna be so annoying yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i talk all the time <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, she's going to be so annoying. That is Great. Horrible. Um, but obviously we are such good friends now.
1: Uh- <laughs> it's so true though. Yeah. I don't blame you.
0: Um, and I don't think that about you at all anymore. Um, and then Earl, I just thought he was going to be a complete fuckboy. Yeah. I just thought he was just going to yeah. be just cringy and just he's a sweetheart yeah you don't but know. oh we love her. he's a big teddy bear oh, he, he's big bro. his personality and the way that he looks like literally do not match yes at all uh he's the best yeah he's a great human
1: and then camel <laughs> <laughs> okay while you think about what you're saying about camel literally camel was on that video thing that you just talked about and <laughs> i <laughs> and you know how we all like I stalk. I stalked you guys all on yeah. Instagram. Cause I even messaged you on Instagram be like, do you need like some all right? Yeah, whatever. I think I
0: dropped my Instagram handle in the chat. Yeah, me too. I was like, everyone follow me. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> but Kamel, he was uh Nando's is like their equivalent of Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. or whatever. Um and we were in there and I'm talking to like my new teammates, and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's a guy named Kamel. he's like Canadian, and he was literally sitting two tables down at Nando's, and I go, No way, I think that's him. And they like thought I was crazy already, because I don't I talk to anyone, I don't really uh-huh. care. And I go, Camille and he didn't look I was like are you Camille and he never looked over I find out like two weeks later it was him he goes yeah I ignored you I I knew that you were that girl from the chat (laughs) (laughs) he goes now you're like the nicest person I know but I didn't know then I was like oh (laughs) my gosh
0: that's so funny see okay my impression of um I just thought like no I just I don't know love my first? I don't remember. He's he, my buddy. I he, love him so. He hopefully
1: laughs at this. He's just such a weirdo. He used to but meow in like, class. No, yeah. literally. <laughs> and then he like, just had to get that out. What is it like? An <laughs> impulsive like behavior? whatever they say? Like. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny. Like, it's so,
0: like he just – I also just love – Camille just, like, owns who he is. A hundred percent. he does not care. No. And that's why – I respect him so much for that. So authentic. That's why – that's also why I think the four of us got along so well, be, was because we're all just, like – Us. Us. Yeah. Like, very genuine people, authentic people. Yeah. And, you know, like, we just gravitated towards each other yeah. because of that. But yeah. – I, I kind of feel bad sometimes for our, our, our teachers – or professors, because I feel like sometimes we were, like, in our own world, or at least Earl and I were a lot of the times, because Earl would always freaking partner up with me, and I'd be like, (sighs) Earl, were were you even listening to the instructions? (laughs) Were you even listening?
1: Hey, we all got our degrees, though. We did. We all got
0: our degrees, so shout out to us. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I would say, I don't know if I have a favorite memory, but the people, like, like i just said i just voice memoed like half of them and like i heard from tracy Safi, christy kiara chrissy i talked to like those gals like i love them you know so mm-hmm. the people if that could be a memory yeah. liz i
0: forgot liz i love you liz um okay what how would you compare the nightlife
1: in england <laughs> to that- america oh my gosh okay well like we're in portland right? i grew up or not grew up i was in mcminnville for college right that's like a little town they have one street they have one cabana club like it's like really dorky right mm-hmm. england i remember i came came in jeans they used to say dress like a mom by the way because they never wore like skinny jeans like I don't know, that's all i had they'd be like you can't dress like that going out to the club <laughs> i was like what do you mean they're like do you have like anything else do you have like a dress like a dress that was like a little hoochie dress and i was like no, I didn't pack a hoochie dress. And they would make me go shopping for it. Because, like, we don't want you to be embarrassed. They would, like, mm-hmm. do my eyebrows. Like, they made sure, like, I looked, like, mm-hmm, right for mm-hmm. the club. And it was just wild in there. But also, gosh, British music is not good. Uh, you know I, I, music, I, I, got,
0: I got put on to some of the British rap you know at, they, they all, all sound so, the
1: same they, they <laughs> <put> <laughs> literally I they all sound the same they and do it's the same music in the club the but
0: I, I wonder if they feel that way about like American rap well no they don't because they
1: like American yeah, rap yeah exactly but yeah that's funny no because you're in the club and it's just like the same thing and then they would play like some like 2000s mm-hmm. like American rap and you're like that's good and then they'd be done and then I'm like everyone's like singing in the club and I'm just like uh, 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 yeah uh, like, yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, this is a funny story too. The British, you know they had no guns there, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all these like British cops outside the club area because clubs are like in a triangle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember dying laughing because it was near Halloween. I thought they are all in costumes because they have like their huge hats oh, yeah, they on the and their little bats. And I'm like, they aren't going to do shit if anything goes down. Like there's people that would fight all the time. It's like, you guys are useless. Like you guys do nothing here. So that's what I remember too. And like, man, I partied so hard. In England. Yeah. A little bit more than normal. Because but senior fine. spring was taken yeah. away from yeah, us. Yeah, I so. think it's fine. I didn't
0: really... There was, like, maybe two nights where I got a little bit too crazy. <laughs> like, our
1: award ceremony night. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> when she got athlete of the year, so... That's a great picture. You should put that one on there. It is what it is. No, yeah. <laughs> it's whatever.
0: Um, No, but, like... Oh, that I remember that was so weird. Because, like, we drank with our staff
1: members yes and it was like totally
0: normal yeah it was like totally normal and that's the thing like culturally in england like that's not weird you go out and drink with your coach like no one cares no one's gonna say anything it's not weird at all and also people are drinking at 18 years old like that was weird to me like going out especially because like i was already kind of old i guess i mean we both were for like university there i was 24 and then 25 wait i think
1: we turned i
0: was 24 i was 24 i was 24 while well, i was there yeah 24 and you know we're in school with kids that are 18 yeah 19 you know it's just, like weird to drink our with master's them. Cl- like group was older older so that was nice but like the people that wanted to go out outside of just like our american friends were just like younger than us and it was just like a lot of times i was like weird m- more sober than you know, than I would have been if I were twenty one. Yeah, because I didn't want to get like blackout drunk like I would in college, and I would just like would see things happen. I'm just like, is that what I looked like at
1: that age going exactly. out to drink? <laughs> and like the rumors were way worse than like because you like when we started hanging out, like you hung out more basketball people, like the basketball oh, people. Oh yeah. so, No, like, literally at the yeah. award
0: ceremony, I came and s- I was sitting with my soccer team to eat dinner, and then after that, I went immediately to the basketball table and sat with you guys. <laughs>
1: Well, that's where the... It's, like, a personality trait. Like, sports do, right? Like, yeah. I I mean, soccer, but I too. Also, but also,
0: my soccer, my soccer team was just so young. They yeah. were so, so, so young. Yeah. Like, I was the oldest by, like, three years. Me and Cody yeah. were the oldest. And yeah. so it was just... You know, I, re- I really liked them. They're great human yeah, they beings and nice. people. But, yeah, I just bonded more with you guys. Also, it was you, Morgan, and Taylor. Like, all the Americans. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I, like had fun in that way because I feel like I was really strict to myself in college with basketball. Like we had dry season and whatnot. Uh, So it's kind of like fun to kind of be more of a college student in that Mm -hmm. time. Although sometimes I'm like, I should not be doing this, but say love me. My teammates are, I'll have my back out here. So let's do it.
0: Yeah. What was something that surprised you most about English culture?
1: Mm, How different each city is Oh, because like, England one. is so small, right? Mm-hmm. But it's so overpopulated. So if you go to London, that's a way different personality than like a Winchester. Yeah. And then it's way different than a, um, what's up north, like, Manchester, uh, Newcastle, Liverpool, and they're, they're only cities away, yeah. but they're completely different personalities. Like, I, I dated a guy that was from Winchester, very, but that's, like, the British culture you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, he was very much, like, proud of his country, and knows all the history and all the facts, yeah. and I was like, I don't know what you're saying. But then if I talk to, like, some of my friends on the team that are from, like, I don't know, West London, they're so different, way different, like, a lot more immigrants are there, so the culture's blended a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I was just really surprised by how close you were but different the culture was that's a good one i'm trying to think
0: like i know there are so it was for me we already spoke about this but the like drinking with your coaches and your staff members like yeah it's chill like
1: you have to like if you don't drink you're very much an outlier yeah like
0: it was just like that was just chill i thought that was weird that was hard for me to uh get past that first yes um, and then I think, oh man, what else? what else? You know what, what I miss? Else?
1: What? I miss spoons. Spoons. Weather spoons.
0: The weather spoons. Cheapest alcohol oh, and che- food ever. You know, you know what's one of my favorite memories actually? Is that one day... That we went out day drinking. Okay. And we went to Spoons, and we went to the place by the water. Yes. And we Nancy went Mambo to. Where oh, did we start? Oh, we got brunch. We got, that was with Earl and, and Earl, Greg, Earl right? and Greg, and then Tracy came and joined yes. us. That was
1: a really fun day, and it was beautiful out.
0: It was such a nice day, and it was just we just had so much fun, and we were in bed by like ten o'clock because we <laughs> we drank during the day, and like no one got crazy. No, we like, just we walked coasted the whole time. on a buzz. That was such a
1: good day. That was, a really that was probably good one day. of my favorite memories for Actually, sure. That's a, and that was like towards the end too. Yeah,
0: it was towards the end. So sad. Aww,
1: sad. Um, yeah. See, it's weird. See, we're being like there were some really good times mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. other ones. Like I think if I removed basketball, which sounds weird, like not the people, I, everything was great. Like in different ways, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. That's that's all I had. Yeah. You had anything, <laughs> anything
1: else? No, I'd like i just say,
0: I'd like to ask. I'd like to spill the tea on.
1: Spill the tea on. <laughs> you know, what, I'm just going to say it. There's one of my biggest regrets. And I know Taylor's not listening to this, but when I say should I have spoken my mind more, mm-hmm. I wish I stood up more for my American friends. And I know that's like, I'm really like culturally, I don't know, stagnating people. Taylor car- helped carry the team to playoffs, right? Taylor, I love that girl. She got screamed at. By my coach in the championship game for taking a bad shot, like a, in quotes, Taylor could shoot as many times as she wants, okay? Right. If I'm her coach, green light for everything, okay? And he screamed at her with one minute left in the game we lost. And I'm just, and I remember that. I like, she was so down. And I remember being like, why didn't I say anything? Like, Taylor, I'm gonna know a lot longer, I feel like. You know how, even if she's in Texas and whatnot, that girl, like, had my back for a long time, or still does, whatnot, and I didn't do shit. So, I know you might take that part out, but Taylor, man. No, I'm going to keep that in. Biggest regret, man, for the season. There's a lot of things that happened, but that, Taylor, like, that should never have happened. You are the only reason why we got to, not the only, again, Christy, badass, Chrissy, badass, like, players did great, but Taylor helped carry the team. Mm-hmm. Biggest regret.
0: But other than that, everything was great. <laughs> So in conclusion, everything was fine.
1: <laughs> and I'm alive. No, I'm a way better person today being there in England. I have these people. I would never trade it. Like, I got to travel the world, mm-hmm. like, met great people. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we but. grew a lot. Yes. We grew a lot in that year. I'd be, I'm a lot more patient person than I've ever been. Um, I, I feel like I'm a global citizen now, like like i feel like i can understand or like be more appreciative of different cultures not that I wasn't before but like, you don't know what you don't know it's mm-hmm. so like going into a work environment like yeah i feel like i can help like understand conflict better mm-hmm. be like oh they just have a different perspective than me so oh you know, i learned a lot it was great
0: yeah i agree so um do you want to plug yourself if people want to find you know about you yeah
1: <laughs> So I actually have a podcast also. I have not done it in a while. I do want to get back to it eventually. That's called What Makes You Smile. So we'll be posting that episode of Gabby on there. But it's just a little positivity podcast. Um, Find me on LinkedIn. (laughs) I work for the Trailblazers if you need any tickets. (laughs) Buy the tickets only from me. (laughs) Yeah. Buy tickets from Molly. Yeah. No. I just know anything that you're doing in this is awesome. I think it'll help a lot of people
0: thanks Ma. i really appreciate you coming on this was so fun yeah and also like thank you for being so open and vulnerable and just like telling your story letting other people hear it yeah yeah absolutely great i will also drop the play overseas info for any athletes that are listening to this that may be interested in playing overseas and also pursuing a master's degree yeah um yeah, I'll I'll just drop that info. Or feel free to reach out to me or Molly. Yeah, um, if you guys have any questions about that.
1: Yeah, because I'll be on. Like I'll tell you what's good with. It's like, like the advice thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll do a, another episode about. Yeah. Just, just giving advice. <laughs> what From, to do? Like, and what like not maybe, to do? Yeah, maybe a little mini episode or a seminar or something. <laughs> a I'll, seminar? Yeah. I don't know. We'll host a little <laughs> virtual seminar for you guys. Okay. Anyway, that's all we got. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you guys, as always, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you don't already, please go follow us on Instagram at The Athlete Confidential. And I look forward to speaking to you guys soon. Remember, we are all humans first and athletes second. See ya.